Hello and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, not Shane. This is my good friend, Derek, not Michaela. And we're here to, not Michaela, (laughs) uh, and we're here to cover what was, let me, let me make sure I get this title right, Derek, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, in all seriousness. Prestigious SRS Distribution Bowl, by the way. Very prestigious. The Sun Devils were a seven and a half point underdog. They lose by seven, 20 to 13 against Wisconsin, Derek initial reaction to what we just saw here on the eve of new year's eve in college football I, it was frustrating i i will say that the first half the the wisconsin seemed to do whatever they want um but there was promise in the second half it felt like I, even though asu was obviously without a, a bunch of guys for a number of reasons uh they still felt like they put up a good effort there to start the second half they made some adjustments that that last drive by Wisconsin in the fourth quarter was murder. I've yeah, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, they just literally ate up ten minutes of clock from their own two yard line. It was that that was that that was a disheartening drive. That was really the drive that let the air out of you know the game for me. But I will say that I give them credit, uh, even though it was a, an ugly game and poorly played. That they did they did make a game of it, and I thought there in the second half that they really made some nice adjustments to kind of come back and, uh, you know, possibly tie it up. Yeah. You know, they gave up 14 points in the first quarter. And I think a lot of people nationally on social media were saying, let's turn the game off. This is going to be a blowout. Wisconsin had been playing really well at the end of the year, won four of their final five games, you know, outside of the Arizona finale in which the Sun Devils rolled, they hadn't looked overly impressive. Goodness. since since September, maybe, um, so I was skeptical uh, on Twitter that they'd be able to, to mount the comeback. And I will give their defense credit. You know, they're missing both starting corners. They're missing a couple rotational players for COVID reasons. And they come out and they don't allow a touchdown from quarters two, three, and four. They gave up those two field goals in the second quarter, and that was it. And so, you know, you shut out Wisconsin in the second half, and you think to yourself, okay, we've got an opportunity to do something. And at the end of the day, Derek, we, we've talked about it all season. This team is just so limited because Jaden Daniels has such a tough time throwing the football from the pocket. Right. He's best when he's off script. He's best when he can make plays with his feet. And, you know, I was thinking about it, watching this game, especially in the second half, where there were plays to be made. Guys were open in the flat, downfield, and either, you know, yeah. he's missing the connection. He had the, he had the bomb that he overthrew or, you know, pivotal drops by receivers. I just think this offense, and this is probably a conversation for another day, this offense needs to be, if he returns as a starting quarterback as a senior next year, needs to be completely revamped. They had opportunities to do design runs up and down on this Wisconsin Badger defense that, you know, they're putting eight in the box, but, you know, they had a difficult time containing Daniel's athleticism. ASU and Herm Edwards didn't do enough to utilize his athleticism to make an impact and to keep them guessing in the second half. Instead, yeah. a lot of negative plays. I mean, I thought for a second there, I was watching a Cliff Kingsbury offense, horizontal throws, <laughs> tackles behind the line of scrimmage, yeah. you know, jump balls up to save themselves on third and long. 
very minimal rhythm, especially when you consider Wisconsin in the third quarter was barely on the field. ASU had multiple chances and just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I mean, realistically, Jaden Daniels, the only thing he could do well was rush the ball, you know? And, yeah. I mean, he, he had had some great opportunities there to make some connections and and just miss the passes. Just just does not look like a solid quarterback, and I, I don't know if he can be molded into that, but he definitely looked tonight like a running back that can throw the ball, not, not like a yeah. quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he just – I don't even know people are saying, you know, prior to this season, you know, well, he's not a quarterback at the next level, but he's a, he can be a really good college quarterback. Sure. I don't even know going into next year. Like, is he a legitimate starting quarterback at the college level to get you to where you want to go? Certainly in the PAC 12. I, I just, I think there needs to be some kind of open competition. He is so limited as a thrower. It's yeah. not an arm strength issue. I think he's got, we were talking to producer Jacob before the show, some Terrell prior to his game, but his accuracy is just so grossly limited. Their passing game's non-existent. If you would have asked me before the game, I, I would have thought that the defense would have struggled because of they were missing so many players. But you only give up 20 points. I mean, theoretically, you should win. And, you know, I'm probably not giving enough credit to Wisconsin. They've got a top one to two defense I saw in the in the country. And they had been giving up on average under 60 rushing yards per game. So they, yeah. they dominated on the ground. So yeah. I, I that's probably the most disappointing thing is even with Wisconsin's resume and their attributes being so significant, there was an opportunity for Arizona to win. And yet you watch that fourth quarter progress and specifically that 10 plus minute drive that started inside the five for Wisconsin. And what happened? Penalties, right? the long conversion on third and a mile. Yeah. Then that horrendous, uh, yeah, not encroachment, but neutral zone infraction. The first down. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was just one thing out after the next that it seemed like for a second, because they were only down by seven that they had plenty of opportunities to make a stop and, you know, potentially tie the game up. Right. Uh, yeah. and that, that drive, you, you got to admit, I mean, between ASU's mistakes and Wisconsin's uh, coaching and their plays, it, it was impressive the way they completely drained the clock out of the entire fourth quarter, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I You got to give them credit. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm not sure if you heard this, but is it Braden Allen? I believe he's 17 years old. What's the order on the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app on, on mentioning how many times he's 17 years old? He can't. He can't get a he can't get a lottery ticket, Johnny. I don't know if you heard that. They had to milk that for what it's worth because this is the last game they'll be able to say that, presumably, uh, because he's <laughs> he's going to be eighteen uh, for his sophomore campaign. Uh, but goodness, he was tremendous, and I don't think you okay. can ban- gamble on that. But you can gamble on much more, as I did tonight. I lost a fair share of money, a little bit on the Sun Devils and the over in the second half. And I did that, of course, using our friends at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $1 on any team to score $100 in free bets. So if you were a new user tonight, opted to bet a a dollar on this game, you would have won big. If they score, you score using that promo code PHNX. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, 21 or over, Arizona-only gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. And, you know, you mentioned it. 
Allen had a tremendous first half, and then he did what great players do. They closed the game in dominant fashion. I, I've got the box score up here. And, you know, the numbers are probably closer than you think in terms of the matchup from start to finish. The teams were only separated by four first downs, and a, a lot of those came for Wisconsin on that final drive. Yep. Total yards, to me, is where the stark difference is in a game dominated by defense. Wisconsin was approaching 300. If you're Arizona State and you came into this season and a lot of people thought you were a sneaky team, not only to come out of your division, but to win the Pac-12 en route to the college football playoff, and you play in this bowl game and have under 220 total yards of offense with a junior at quarterback, that is embarrassing. And for Herm Edwards, I'm anxious to hear his comments at the postgame presser, but the, the I think the experiment has run its course. I would look for an upgrade. They won't because I don't think Arizona State feels like they can do better right now. And Herm started so well. But, man, this just looks like regression city, especially on offense. And now you've got an infusion of high-caliber offensive coordinators, now head coaches, coming in to the conference. And I just feel like the Sun Devils, Derek, are going to be left behind. I felt like at one point Herm was an advantage for recruiting, but it doesn't seem to be the case anymore, right? So yeah. there were things about Herm that he brought to the team, his experience. Uh, again, people wanting to play for him. Kids wanting yeah. to play for someone with that kind of you know experience and that, that legacy. Parents wanting their kids to go play for someone like Herm Edwards, right? But it just it doesn't seem to be that case anymore. You pair that with the fact that he does he he seems to be a bit behind the times, especially when mm -hmm. it comes to college football. And yeah, no, you're right. I, and I think unfortunately, you're also right about the fact that it probably won't be a situation where ASU will part ways with him until uh, Herm decides to go. Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head there. He just. He looks like he's behind the times. And then you watch somebody like Bob Stoops last night as an interim and lead Oklahoma to that rousing bowl game victory. And we've got, you know, I, I don't know what you consider 2020 because the team only played four games, but we've got three full seasons now of a sample size of seven and six bowl game loss, eight and five. They won the Sun Bowl. And then this year, eight and five mediocre bowl game loss. I mean, that... That is who they are. And then they went two and two in the pandemic year of 2020, where you know the Pac-12 basically didn't participate until late November. So I just all of that to say, I think we know what the season looks like when Herm Edwards is your football coach in the Pac-12. You're gonna win seven or eight games, you're gonna contend for a mediocre bowl ahead of New Year's Eve, and you may win, you may not but you're going to be limited otherwise. You're not going to compete for a Pac-12 championship. You're you're looking like you're regressing in the most important category. You think about Herm Edwards, and I know, like, what does he really do? Is he an offensive guy? Is he a defensive guy? You know, he had some high-caliber quality quarterbacks at the NFL level. He got to the playoffs numerous times with Chad Pennington, went to the playoffs with Kansas City, um, and so – and they had quality offenses, right? Most of that was in, you know, in with regard to a dominant rushing attack. But this ASU team, Derek, they just they don't really have an identity offensively, and that was again on display tonight. 
Yeah, and not not to mention the fact that Wisconsin is incredibly good at stopping the run, and that yeah. kind of is ASU's calling card, right? So ASU didn't do anything. Herm didn't do anything to have a different game plan here. When they did try to go to the air, try to do something else, it didn't work. Uh, and, I mean, you know, obviously we, we saw – the at least the Sun Devils make a good game out of it. But, uh, you know, you, you can criticize them for, for Herm Edwards' play calling and all of that. You still have to give them some credit for the number of guys that they were missing in this game. Sure. And, you know, again, it sucks for the seniors who this is their last game, and it sucks that these circumstances all came up because they're not all just injuries, right? Right. Uh, there's, there's, you know, guys just choosing not opting out. Um, and – that's kind of what we were left with at the very least. You can be happy that they didn't lose 42 to seven or something insane. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and uh, uh, this game felt uh, very, very winnable at times, despite it did, absolutely. how excited the first half was. Yeah. It was a tale of two halves and goodness. That first, that first quarter was not a good oh. look. Yeah, for for a for ASU, but you know it is over after that. It felt over yeah. after that. It uh, it did. What is a good look is our gear here, PHNX VR PHNX merchandise locker. Check it out. Go get a shirt, twenty nine ninety nine, the softest fabric imaginable, or better yet, head on over to gophnx.com. Grab yourself a year long membership to the phenomenal content that myself, Derek, all of our talented peers are churning out. $59.88 for the year. And on top of that, you're going to get a free t-shirt. That's gophnx.com, PHNX Locker to pick up your gear. Grab some stickers, $5. They're a hot commodity. They're going to run out before you know it. So all that more, PHNX Locker, phnxlocker.com. Well, Derek, I'm going to pose a question to you. Sure. Um, and you give me your, your honest opinion here. If if you're looking ahead to next season for the Arizona State Sun Devils, are you moving forward with Herm Edwards as the head coach? If it's up to me, no. Uh, but if you're asking my prediction on on ASU, yes, yes. The, they will, like I said, I believe they will move forward with Herm until Herm is ready to not move forward anymore. You know, uh, I think he even though might not deserve that level of respect and clout at ASU, he's, he's, he's given it. And I mean, yes, over his career, he might, he might deserve it, but I think everybody deserves to be assessed on their ability to do their job. I don't believe that anybody should be, you know, just given opportunities when they've failed to get better. You brought up Cliff Kingsbury and even with all the criticism Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals have gotten this year, they've at least improved over his time as the coach. You saw it slowly, but you saw over the course of the last few seasons, that team improve. What you brought up about ASU is the truth about Herm Edwards as as the coach. You don't see an improvement. And on top of that, you don't see guys wanting to play for Herm as much as they did when he initially came on as the head coach of this team. So I, I, I personally think if what you're looking for is, to improve this football program, I think that they need to move forward with a different head coach. They're just, I now agree with you. They're just not as explosive enough right now to contend in the PAC 12 gone are the days of, of Brandon. Iukes of the world that can come in and take over a game. And goodness, when you look at the receivers, they were trying out today with all due respect to 
George Hart the third and you know Bunkley Shelton. I mean, these guys are marginal players at certainly the highest level of college football if you want to contend in the top 15. Um, so that's disappointing. What I will say uh, on, on a brighter side, it looks like walk-on freshman, true freshman, B.J. Green looks like a real player. Two sacks tonight. Yeah. It's actually yeah. the season leader for, for sacks for ASU this year uh, as that outside edge rusher. So he looks like a player to watch moving forward. And, and who knows, maybe – Maybe the defense is, is kind of their calling card right now in this transition period. They ended the year, you know, they held uh, Arizona to 15 points. They were competitive defensively against Oregon State, USC. So, you know, there's some there's some things to build off of. But, man, I just – I keep going back to an offense that, you know, and I know White did, didn't play tonight, right, the running back, and, and Jaden Daniels barely had over – you know, 2,200 yards passing on the season. They, the priority, I think, for ASU this offseason is how can we become more explosive so that we have an opportunity to have athletes on the field that can take over games. And it just felt like their margin for error was so small tonight. And I, you know, I was, I was letting Jacob know, I just felt like when that's the case, why are why aren't there when you have a quarterback that's struggling this much throwing the football and only really reaping the benefits with his legs on broken plays? You know, he had 19 carries tonight, but very few designed runs, especially in the second half when you had Wisconsin on their heels to do some damage. Very few QB draws, uh opportunities for him to take off upfield. Everything again felt so horizontal. And when you do not have players at the skilled positions to be able to manufacture yards after contact that just it's a tired tired system and we saw it on display tonight with just 13 points yeah absolutely i thought jacob our uh, our producer for our show was joking when he said Jaden was going to get a 25 uh, carries tonight and yeah he 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 almost almost got it right uh I, I agree with what you're saying, though. Like the game plan, as far as using his athletic ability to open up yeah. the passing game, using the run game, trying to establish the run game to open up the passing game, was non-existent. There was none of that there. There was uh, a, a, attempts at catching the defense off guard consistently, which is just a weird way to call plays. Like, and and even the design plays that they tried to run, uh, you know, Daniels couldn't hit the receivers. You know. No, no. And, and that was the problem is there, there were plays to be made again, deep throws that were open holes that they were finding in the secondary. And for whatever reason, the execution wasn't there. And that's execution that ideally is cleaned up in the early months of the season. You should not be missing throws like that on a neutral field in Las Vegas where the temperature and the elements are minimal. That should be as, you know, easy a pitch a catch as, as seven on seven that you're doing over the course of the summer. And that just, to me, that, again, hammers the point home. Jaden Daniels, I don't think, is a Pac-12 starting quarterback. When you, when you enter your senior season, he's going to finish this year 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. It's just not good enough. He's right. an athlete playing quarterback. He's 6'3", 190. 
you need to find opportunities to get him the ball, maybe in the open field. Maybe he can transition. But, I mean, you look back this year, no games with more than two touchdowns thrown. He got worse as the season progressed. I mean, you think about, Derek, his last six games played, five, six games played, two touchdowns to five interceptions. I mean, it's just not good enough for sustainable success over the course of the season. You know, he had the two touchdown game against Arizona, but he, you know, he threw a pick tonight. He threw a pick, a bad pick against Oregon State. You know, they barely beat Washington. He even had two picks against USC uh, in the team's blowout. I, I think he's a placeholder for them to find the next guy. And I know that everybody nationally wanted to see Spencer Rattler come home and, and play here. And that didn't manifest. You got to go out. If, if Herm Edwards, if you're the head coach this offseason and find a competition for this guy, get somebody through the transfer portal that can come light a fire under this guy. Because right now, I just I think that it's it's fool's gold with Jaden Daniels thinking that you're going to be anything other than a middling Pac-12 team with him as your starting quarterback. I couldn't agree more. I mean, the one thing, again, just like I said about Herm, that I wanted to see out of Jade Daniels' progression, you know, him getting better as a quarterback, him getting better as a passer, you know, not just needing to use his legs constantly. And we see yeah. this in, in mediocre college quarterbacks where they, they, they can get by, right? That's the reason why a lot of these guys uh, don't make it to the, the NFL level is because – they were good enough athletically to get the job done, to make screen passes, short passes, things like that, that was able to, you know, get touchdowns, gain yardage, get the job done. But it's not enough to be a quarterback at, at the professional level. Now, the, the thing I think you said that's that's probably the truest is I don't even believe Jaden Daniels is a is, is good enough for for a collegiate level any longer. No. And and. And it's been that lack of progression. It's been that lack of seeing him get better. And that, that's what's been frustrating. There's been so many games this season where I feel like the storyline going into the game was, you know, the passing game by ASU and if they could get it going. And I feel like that's been a talking point for way too long when people are still saying that, can they get the passing game going in this one? I think it was one yeah. of the, the keys to the game uh, in the beginning. And the answer is no. No, they can't no. get the passing game going. Even with no. even with some pretty decent, you know, receivers that were making some good catches out there, making some athletic plays when they did when they did make a completion, they just they, they were very few and far between. Yeah, Matthew Van Hoos in the chat says, "I feel like Daniels just keeps getting worse. He does." And you know, I saw some people on Twitter tonight say, "Hey, we just all offseason needs to be about improving Jaden Daniels as a thrower of the football. I, I think he is, he's going into a senior year next yeah. year. Yeah. That ship has sailed. I think <laughs> right. you, you can refine it slightly, but he is what he is at this point. This is who he is. This is what you're getting. You're getting somebody that's going to turn the ball over as often as they put the ball in the end zone. And he's going to miss players wide open, but he'll make some electric plays with his feet. But the hype coming into this season for Jaden Daniels and this Arizona State team, I mean, you know, I'm about to have this conversation in about a month, assuming the Arizona Cardinals, Derek, can't make a lengthy postseason run. But I'm going to have to reassess and say, okay, was this season a success for the Cardinals? Thinking on that kind of term 
for Arizona State. When you've got players like Jaden Daniels being floated around as All-Americans, Todd McShay's got him as a top quarterback prospect coming into the season. People are talking about you know college football playoffs for ASU, and you're eight and five again. I mean, can you deem the season a success if you're Herm Edwards and company? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And if you do, then what you're accepting is mediocrity, right? Yeah. Like I, people, people have talked about the comments that certain people make. I, I want my athletes to be fired up. I want them to be angry about a season like this. I don't want them to be complacent with a season like this. I don't want them to look back and say that an eight and five season where they lost the, uh, illustrious SRS distribution Las Vegas bowl uh, <laughs> is, is, is uh, okay. or sits well with them. Right. Like I, I, if anything, I want to hear how pissed off guys are or how dissatisfied they are with how the season went. Jacob says in the comments, it's hard to win an ASU. I agree with that. Jacob, I get pushed back when I say that uh, to a lot of my peers <laughs> that tell me that ASU has the same caliber of player as a USC or Oregon, which is laughable. I think they've gotten masked by a couple high-end draft picks, notably, you know, Nikhil Harry and, and Brandon Ayuk. Sure. I think those are outliers. Um, I think that this is who they've always been. They're a team that can have uh, a season of note where they can win nine games and and you think they're on the cusp and then they take a step back and then the expectations go up again and they go eight and five. So I just, they have missed, unfortunately, and this has been talked to death at this point, with Lincoln Riley's arrival at USC. They have missed their opportunity to take advantage of a conference that was down. The Pac-12 was there yeah. to be won this year. Yeah, absolutely. You, absolutely Utah was. is a nice story. They're a real program. They didn't get hot until late in the year. Of course, USC was a dumpster fire. This is the worst the, the Oregon Ducks have finished in over a decade. This was this was the year for ASU to take care of business with a junior quarterback and an established head coach in Herm Edwards going into his fourth season to win the Pac-12. And so I just I don't know how you can get excited next year thinking that well we'll just run it all back. We're gonna get Jaden Daniels and we're gonna get Herm and everything will be fine because we've got consistency. But really, what it is is it's complacency to the point where I think it will lead to legitimate regression on the part of their win-loss record next year. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't disagree with anything you said there. And unfortunately, it, unless they do something to make some changes, uh, I, I think what you're saying is absolutely right. Well, this wasn't the most positive podcast, Derek. My <laughs> Come on, friend. man. It's the end of the year. We were supposed but to be But it's a necessary yeah. one. Yes, yes. So... <laughs> With that being said, my friend, it was an honor and a privilege to jump on and do this post game because we are Absolutely. critical, but we are also diehard. We, I, yeah, I had money on the, I put a bet, you know, mid third quarter that they were going to win. I got the Sun Devils plus seventy five hundred DraftKings Sportsbook app, Man. Uh, or seven fifty, I should say. I wanted them to win. I wanted the over to hit. None you of that happened. Seen, so I'm a little. You should have seen how fired up I was about that Ferguson touchdown. I was almost doing a John Madden, rest in peace on my TV yeah. with the telestrator and everything showing my wife where the breakdown in coverage was. She didn't care, but I was no. going to show her anyway. God bless her for that staying sounds- up this late and watching the game with me though. So that sounds very familiar. My wife bailed about mid third quarter and she said, don't wake <laughs> up our kids when you're yelling at midnight. So yep. knock on wood, 
that hasn't happened yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to take my luck and run Derek. It's, it's been a pleasure. Make sure you like subscribe, leave us a five-star review, check us out and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, just because the college football season is over. Of course, you're going to have continued coverage from our team, notably Shano with PHNX Sun Devils moving into the basketball season. The content doesn't stop here at PHNX, but it is time for Derek and I to get some sleep. So thanks so much for hanging with us tonight in the comments. Go Sun Devils. We'll see you next time.